Rudimental, a series in which chef and author Annie Smithers investigates the very basics of kitchen craft. Ah, the sounds here of Annie Smithers' wonderful kitchen. Everything's heating up, the oven's on. Annie's got some pastry there on the bench. She's rolling it out. It's puff pastry, if you remember last time. Uh, I discovered that the the joy that is puff pastry, and I was I was hello, Eddie. Hello, Jonathan. I like this. <laughs> I was I was intimidated by this because I imagined to make puff pastry, you will have had to sort of roll things out into tiny wee little skin so like skin out, like, thick like. sheets, like yeah, th- yeah. and then and then putting it all together. Oh Lord. But, but it's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. The scales were lifted from my eyes. Oh, well, see, at least I've changed one person's life. It happens to be yours. If, if, you, if you missed that, you'll, you'll find all the kitchen rudimentals uh, gathered at the ABC Listen app or on the Blueprint page of the Radio National website. And as with last week, there are usually recipes attached. There's, there's the full, the full usually, encyclopedic list. Eddie forgets. Okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway, puff pastry. From, puff pastry. From a couple of weeks back, it's there. And now the puff pastry is going to be cooked. So we're going to do things with it today. What would you say is your most recognisable puff pastry treat? Oh. Oh, something with vanilla custard. Yeah, vanilla slices. <laughs> yes. Isn't now this is where I have I have opinions, which are my own on personal taste. It's usually, the way with opinions is I am not terribly fond of pallid puff pastry. I like puff pastry to be cooked to something that we know in in the trade as French brown, not English white. So <laughs> it's slanderous, I know. But what we do when we use puff pastry, and this is the ultimate in contradiction, I would say, is that we go to all of that trouble to make all of those lovely layers and to make the sheets of pastry for vanilla slices is we actually compress them down. <laughs> so it always... Otherwise it would be like one of those hamburgers you can't fit yeah, in your mouth. It always, it always tickles my fancy that you go to all of that effort and then I have taken two identical trays that fit on top of each other. I have sprayed it with a little bit of that oily spray you can do it with paper and i have put another tray directly on top of it and when the oven oh you to put it in the oven like that is i put it in the oven like this and then it actually will push this tray up and at various stages in the cooking process i will push it down so that it compresses it down so you get that amazing flake but that pastry it just wants to puff it just wants to go puff 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 there are so many uses for puff pastry so for example if we wanted to make that fabulously fabulously old-fashioned thing which i must say is one of my it's one of the forgotten favorites of culinary history i think a good volivant nice People got little little rings that just say Boulevard. You would cut, uh, for this one, if you were making a proper size Volavant, you would cut, say, three rings and you would have your base and then you would take a smaller cutter and you would 
cut the middle out of one and two then you would egg wash that and stick that to there and stick that one to there. Building a little castle of yep. puff pastry. And then you... Or a little swimming pool. You prick the bottom of that with a fork to encourage it not to rise. And then you can bake one of the outsides as a, a lid. top for a lid. Now, a volivant to me is one of those wonderful sort of... I love a chicken and leek or a chicken and mushroom volivant. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a chicken pie filling inside an open thing. Puff pastry is often used for the top of savoury pies. So sometimes you'll go to a bakery and you will have a normal short crust underneath the pie and you will have puff pastry on the top. Puff pastry is often the pastry of choice for sausage rolls. <laughs> Good sausage roll. But not too puffy. Is that a similar principle to... Well, what actually happens with the sausage roll pastry is it's encasing a quite a dense meat filling and a very fatty meat filling. So, so the actual construction of it subdues it slightly. But for all those people who have had a bad sausage roll, you know when a the pastry is made with margarine-based puffing or B, they haven't cooked it enough because you've got that sort of soggy, It hasn't puffed stodgy. on the bottom. There's, there's stuff it's, going on that's yeah. not, not quite right. Yeah. It is... Oven's open. In go those two trays. It is, it is something that doesn't always, you know, tick every box. Now, another wonderful use of puff pastry is easy tarts. Because it has the capacity to rise around things, oh, yeah. is that it's a magic thing for sweet tarts. So, so if you just get a circle and put something in the middle, it'll come up around it. Well, if you imagine this circle here, in summer, you could put half a peach on that and put it in the oven and the puff will rise up and encase that peach. And you've got this beautiful thing. Puff a la peche. Puff a la peche. You could poach a pear or have a small pear that's perfectly ripe and put half of it. And, you know, a lot of kitchens have little cut cardboard cutouts that they have in pear shapes or peach shapes or apple shapes or whatever. And it's a very simple but very beautiful, you know, use of fruit and pastry. You know, can make little caramel sauce, always delicious with ice cream particularly vanilla ice cream. But it's also good for savoury tarts. So you can roll out a sheet of your puff pastry and in asparagus season, there's nothing more delightful than, you know, putting your, I would blanch it lightly, so really lightly, rolling out a rectangle of pastry and putting your asparagus, lining it all up so that you've got a border all the way around it. Um, crumble a bit of goat's cheese. Put I'd put sort of some little breadcrumbs or something on there for some added texture. A bit of butter, a bit of herbs. Bake it, and again the puff pastry rises around the outside. Mm. A beautiful, simple exercise. One of the things I'd like to point out to you though is when you have puff pastry scraps. So if, for example, you have decided that you want to reinvent the 70s for yourself and make volivants, you'll have lots of cutouts of bits of pastry. And it's really, instead of scrunching it into a ball, is I laboriously pile, you know, pile it up in its sort of layers so that you 
have a sort of what becomes a sort of rough puff. Mm. So that's my little pile of wastage there. And what I'm going out. to what I'm going to show you is my last little trick with puff pastry is I'm going to roll that out into a very skinny um, piece of pastry. Skinny, thin, thin. That's the word I'm looking for, isn't it? And then I'm going to dive into my sugar bin, and this is caster sugar, and I am going to sprinkle caster sugar on both sides of it and give it a quick roll and then I'm going to square it up slightly and that is wastage but this is this is a, a lovely thing to make with your scraps and this is making oh. something called palmier. You're rolling it up now. So I'm rolling it lengthways into the middle. In a fine little cigar. Little cigar. And then I'm going to turn it around and roll the other side into there as well. The other thing that you can do this on a savoury element is you can roll a sheet of the off cuts out and sprinkle parmesan or gruyere and paprika and things on it and make lovely little cheese twists. But this is called making something called parmier. So then when you've got your two little your two little circles that you've rolled into each other mm. is you cut, I cut it about a centimetre of that and I sit it in a pile of sugar and I squash it <laughs> and then that shape immediately becomes familiar to that you is a familiar thing now. as the palmier. Yes. You don't have to waste any of it because you've gone to all that trouble to make it but it's so versatile and so special and it gives you such an enormous sense of pride to say, I made this, I made this puff pastry. Shall we look at ours in the oven? I think we should, I love the little palmier. You ready to look? Just to make you... Let's see how much these little... The wonder. The ones have puffed, here we go. Oh, look at that. See, look at it lifting it's up. Prizing it apart. Tray. And see, once you lift the tray off it, how much Up it, it puffs. Wants oh, to... look at it go. Yeah, look at it go. Squashing it down into submission to make those beautiful vanilla slices. You need to clean your oven door. You don't need to tell everybody about that. I'm sorry. It's a very special cleaning process, my oven door. It's like watching television. You put a little cartridge in it, and three hours later, it looks clean. like brand new again. <laughs> So that's your puff pastry. That's a wonderful thing. I'm, I'm loving these. Palmier? Yep. Yeah. Who knew that would be so simple? Who knew that they would be so simple? <laughs> full of vents. Anybody feeling like a full of vent? I always sure. feel like one. Annie, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit guilty about the repressed puff in the oven, but never mind. You wouldn't feel it guilty if you ate a vanilla slice made with it. That's true. There you go, things to do with puff pastry uh, this week and, and the last edition of Kitchen Rudimental. You'll find the, the puff pastry recipe back there. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. Uh, Kitchen Rudimental on the ABC Listen app or, of course, the Blueprint page at the Radio National website. Find more 
great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.